Good afternoon. This is Christy from the Yakin County Public Library for this week's episode of our library podcast. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all about those must-reads for your TBR list. If you're like me, you're an avid reader. Um, I like a variety of genres, so I always look forward to when it gets past the holidays and moving in closer to spring because there's a lot of new releases coming out. Um, So today we're going to be talking about a variety of books that have, some have been out for a couple of years, some are fairly new, but we're just going to do kind of a quick dive into some of the ones that um, I've read recently and ones that I think are worth adding to your to be read list. Like most of us uh, that read a lot, our to-be-read list or TBR list gets pretty lengthy at times. Um, During the holidays, of course, you know, a lot of people are not reading as much. um, And then it kind of tends to build up. And then we have the spurts where publishers are really pumping out books from the different authors. And so it's always a good time to kind of refresh and uh, add some new authors or some new titles to your list. So we're doing a a mix of genres and a mix of different types of writing styles in today's um, library podcast episode. So our first one getting started with is by Ellen Hildebrand. It is titled 28 Summers. This book released about almost three years ago in June of 2020. It's more of a general fiction genre, and uh, this book I had seen a lot on um, book talk and just a lot of people that I follow that read a lot like myself in on their list and ones that they had read and really recommended. So I definitely wanted to add this one to my list and read it just to see what the hype was about it. Now, I do like Ellen Hildebrand. She tends to be more of a beachy novel. Um, Typically, it's dealing with some kind of family dynamics, but also dealing with kind of a a beachy or coastal area um, in the the setting. And this one didn't disappoint. Um, It's about two main characters, Mallory and Jake, and a secret love affair that they have that lasts for decades, as you might guess by the title of the book, 28 Summers. Um, And then all of a sudden comes to an abrupt halt. Um, So for the last 28 summers, they meet every year um, around the Labor Day weekend. And they have just this wonderful love affair that spreads throughout a few decades, almost three decades of time where they spend Labor Day weekend together and Jake is actually married. He gets married during this time in the book. Um, Mallory does not, but they both have their own families and they both have busy lives and they, but they manage to keep their once a year weekend secret and keep their love kind of alive. Nothing's forever. um, And when Mallory receives a diagnosis that puts her future in doubt, they must face the possibility that their 28th summer together may also be their last. So I'm going to leave it kind of at that point because I don't want to spoil the book for anyone that has not read read it. But it is very well written. Um, like I said, I do enjoy Ellen Hildebrand's title uh, books. Um, for the most part, everything that she's written, I think, has been pretty well written. 
I love the storyline in this book, and I love the deep connection of Mallory and Jake, even though they do not spend their lives together as a married couple. It really does um, show the depth of their relationship and their connection, even just having these short spurts of time together throughout the years. Um, it also is a really good book in the fact that it talks a lot about the relationships between the different characters who are a group of friends. Um, Mallory, Jake is actually one of Mallory's brother's college friends. Um, and so you have a little bit of an older group and then a younger group, but not that far apart in age. And it really talks a lot about their relationships between each other as friends and as other romances bloom between the different characters. Um, so I think it's a really good story of talking about the relationships between these characters as well. I did feel the ending was a little bit rushed just because it wrapped up so quickly and you didn't have all the details that you'd gotten throughout the book about their lives and about them as individual characters. Um, so I wish that it had kind of spent a little bit more detail on that part. Um, and, um, you know, you need to keep in mind that the title kind of foreshadows the end of the novel. And since it's not a story that ends with a happy ending, uh, this also makes sense with how it ends and with the title of the of this uh, book. The character development and the descriptive details are wonderful, and it makes a great story that will keep you reading till the end. As a side note, um, Ellen Hildebrand did release a novella in June of the following year of 2021, titled The Sixth Wedding, and it just released as a Kindle or an audio format. So I did read that as well, and it tried to pick up right where 28 Summers left off. However, I was not a huge fan of it in that I felt like it tried to tie up all the loose ends too neatly from the previous book, and I felt it would be better to leave things the way that they were or write a completely second novel just because of the way that 28 Summers was written. It was such a well-written book and such a great storyline. I felt like the novella didn't really do it justice to the end where the story left off. You know, not every book has to have a happy ending or end in this great way where it wraps everything up. It's kind of like movies. A lot of times things leave you hanging or it's kind of a riveting novel that has an abrupt ending. And so that part doesn't bother me in a story. Um, I'd rather have that than try to come back with something and then not really live up to the potential of the previous book. But 28 Summers, great book, a great one to add to your TBR. Nicholas Sparks, of course, released one in the back in the fall in September of 2022, and of course is in the romance genre, which is his typical writing style. Um, it's about a character named Kobe Mills, who really was um, destined to have a, a great musical career, but tragedy in his personal life kind of put all of that to a halt and grounded his um, dreams of, of mu a music career. Um, now that things have kind of settled down, he finally decides to take um, a gig playing at a bar in Florida and takes a, a break from his duties and his home life. He um, helps run a farm with his aunt and his family, and it's a lot of work, um, but 
he really enjoys what he does and he really does enjoy the farm, but this is a much needed break that he needs to kind of get away and recharge and really just kind of focus on his music for a short while. And so at during his time there in Florida uh, for this gig, he meets uh, a young woman named Morgan Lee. And she just really kind of puts his life kind of at a halt, um, turns his world kind of upside down. He's just really smitten with her and their conversations are very easy and simple. Their connection is kind of immediate, um, but she's on a different path, uh, you know, for him. He knows that he's kind of tied down with the farm and his personal life and taking care of the farm and his family. And she's just starting um, to, she's just on the cusp of getting her musical career going. And um, he's just very unsure about starting a relationship with this woman because he doesn't want to hinder her pathway in any way. Um, but he, you know, he can't, help wonder at the responsibilities he say he has shouldered uh need to dictate his life forever so he's just kind of on the fence here um morgan is supposed to be you know after her vacation with her uh best friends is supposed to be on her way to nashville um to begin her musical career and be a, a big star and she she really um is smitten with colby as well and decides at the end of this time that he really, she really wants him to come with her. Um, but um, of course he's unsure of that, you know, cause he has a lot of other responsibilities. And then on the flip side, another story is going on at the same time about a young woman named Beverly who really has left a, um, a relationship that is very abusive and she has a young son and she flees with her son to go into hiding. And she's really struggling to make it with financially and be able to stand on her own feet. And it really talks in great detail about her life, where she's come from, what she's trying to do. Um, it really shows a lot about how strong she is as an individual um, because of all the heartbreak that she's been through in her life and how she's trying to do things different for her son to provide a better life and keep him safe and give him some kind of stability and grounding. So uh, the book really alternates between these two characters and their storylines. And you really don't know how they fit together until um, close to the end of the, the novel. Um, Although I kind of began to realize that things were not as they seemed and I had my suspicions about how the two characters fit together, I definitely didn't put it all together before the end. And it's kind of surprised me at how much I did not figure out about one of the main characters and their storyline. Um, as with most of Nicholas Sparks' books, it does have that solid ending that leaves you feeling complete. So it kind of fills in that complete circle. Um, it would definitely be a great book to adapt into film, which a lot of Nicholas Sparks books already have been. And it has a really great plot twist. So I think this is a great one to add to your to be our, to be read list as well. Um, our next author, Lucy Score. Uh, this is the first time that I've read this author. Um, one of her books, Things We Not Never Got Over, was released uh, the very beginning of May. 
And I was really getting a lot of, hearing a lot of buzz and hype about this particular book. It's in the romance genre as well. And it's not an, um, a genre that I read as much of, um, but really kind of went through quite a few books um, recently that are in this same genre just because of the buzz that was out there about them and really wanted to kind of read them. It also gave me a chance to read a couple of new authors that I'd never really read before. So it gave me some new authors to add to my to be read list. <coughs> Excuse me. As I said, this is a romance book as well, and it is the beginning of a series of books um, that are still being written. I believe two are out now, and a third one will be out this fall. Um, <clears throat> this book is um, about a young woman named Naomi, who at the beginning of the book is fleeing from her what seems to be perfect wedding and arrives in this small town of Knock Me Out, Virginia, uh, coming to the rescue of her estranged twin sister, Tina. Unbeknownst to her, after helping herself to Naomi's car and her cash, her sister Tina leaves her with something unexpected, an 11-year-old niece that she didn't even know existed. Now she's stuck in a, this small town with no job, no plan, no money, no car, and no home, and a lot of extra responsibilities all of a sudden. Uh, she meets um, a local barber and local gentleman named Knox, who doesn't do complications or high-maintenance women, which she comes across to him as. But since Naomi's life kind of just really imploded right in front of him, he feels like the least he can do is help her out of the jam. And just as soon as she stops getting into trouble, he can leave her alone and get back to his, you know, peaceful, solitary, single life. Um, but <laughs> that's the plan, but that's not how things kind of play out for him in this story. Um, their lives begin to entwine in ways that neither him nor Naomi could imagine. Um, I don't want to give away the storyline. Like I said, it is the first in a series um, that Lucy scored done. Um, overall, I felt like it was a good read. The concept of the novel was interesting. It kept me engaged. The characters were easy to keep up with since it gave enough background information on them. And it was a good mix of family drama and romance throughout the book. I would say that there is a trigger warning for sexual content and language. So if um, that's something that bothers you, you may want to keep that in mind um, for this novel. If you like a story with a romance plot and don't mind the content and language, it's a good read that you can finish in a day or two. It does not take too long to finish it all. Um, since I had read this book, um, I'm sorry, it did release in May of 2022, not 2023. Um, since I read this book um, and I have Kindle Unlimited, the second book in the series was available for uh, me to read. So I went ahead and read that as well. It is titled Things We Had from the Light, and it just released the end of February of this year. Um, and this is part of the Knock Me Out series. Um, this book actually follows more Nash's story, which is Knox's brother from the previous um, novel. Um, it is, of course, romance again. Um, and basically, Nash is... Um, um, 
always known as the good brother. Um, he's the chief of police in this small town, and he's recovering from being shot. And um, his southern charm is kind of overshadowed by the panic attacks and nightmares that he's having. Um, he really doesn't have a lot of memories from the incident where he was shot. So he's really trying to piece his life back together um, to heal from his wounds, which um, were quite devastating at the time. Um, and then try to recover some of the memories and information uh, from the incident and then try to deal with these all of a sudden panic attacks that have kind of stricken his life. Um, he really, he feels like he's, you know, just a shell of who he once was. And he's really trying to deal with that as well. At the same time, he isn't really uh, opening himself up to anyone else to be a part of his life. He's very closed off, but he has a new next door neighbor. Um, her name is Lena and she is there on a special assignment with her work and she's not really a, a big person uh, to get to know someone she's she's not one on physical contact or letting someone in as well so they're both very guarded very private people um in the same sense um but they both have a physical connection to each other and she really steps in and tries to help him through some of the struggles that he's having, especially with these panic attacks, um, because they seem to be getting worse for him. And she really steps in and helps him in a lot of ways deal with what he's going through. Um, and so this helps them to, to kind of develop a relationship, a friendship, and then a love for one another. Um She's not looking for a relationship. She doesn't plan on being in the area long term. And so, you know, she's considered the idea of having a short-term relationship, um, but nothing that's going to be permanent, or that's going to be lasting, that she's going to be sticking around in the area for. She plans on doing her job and getting out of town as soon as possible. So no roots, you know, no, no way that she's getting involved in any kind of relationship long term. But the town and the people in the town kind of have a way of getting under your skin. And they really, she developed some really strong friendships and relationships and bonds in the town with different people. And it really makes it hard for her to make that decision to just up and leave. And then they just, her and Nash decide to kind of start dating and having a relationship. So that makes it even harder. Um, my thoughts on the novel is um, this novel was kind of from the perspective, it was from the perspective of a, a main character, but just a different main character than the first book. Um, but still about the same town, family, and most of the supporting characters remain the same. So that was kind of refreshing that you, you're not pick, picking up a new novel and having to learn everything again. You're kind of continuing a little bit, almost like the same story in that it's from the same you know, family, town, perspective, um, in a lot of ways, just a different main character's point of view. Um, you definitely want to read the first book since the storyline and the events that take place in this book picks up where that first book left off. Uh, it was somewhat comforting that there was already a familiar storyline and similar care, you know, main, most of the characters are the same. Um, 
but uh, you know, it didn't have as much new information just because it was a continuation story. But still, overall, a pretty good read. Um, the third book in this series, The Things We Left Behind, will be released in the fall of this year, I believe in September. And it'll be more from the perspective of Lucian, which is Knox and Nash's childhood friend. Um, so that'll kind of round out the, the, the three books. It'll be from a different, another main character from the book. It'll be from their perspective. Um, the next book on my list here is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Yes, I know Colleen Hoover books have kind of been all the rave the last few years. This book released in September of last year, and it is kind of a, what I would call a romantic suspense. Um, it's uh, about a struggling writer named Lowen Ashley, who's on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job offer, job offer of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, who's the husband of the best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home, ready to sort through the years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to just get her started on the next book in the series. Um, what Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in this chaotic office that Verity has in the home is an unfinished autobiography that Verity never intended for anyone to read. So in the time that she spends in the home getting to know the husband and learn about Verity, who is bedridden, um, she um, goes through all of the notes in the office. She goes through all of the other novels and reads those, but she gets engrossed in the pages of this autobiography that she really probably should not be reading. And page after page is just very bone-chilling admissions that includes Verity's recollection of the night their family was forever altered. And Lowen decides after reading it to keep the manuscript hidden from Verity's husband, Jeremy, knowing that the contents would just devastate someone that's already grieving the loss of uh, many losses and then dealing with the outcomes from his wife's accident and her current medical condition. So, uh, but as her feelings kind of develop for Jeremy, um, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted he is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would just make it impossible for him to continue loving her. So she's really just kind of on the fence on, on um, what to do about this novel. And I won't give away the ending. Um, my thoughts on this book, it is a very dark and very twisted novel, but it kept me engaged the whole time. Uh, I wasn't sure where the story was going to go, and it definitely had me guessing what exactly was happening throughout the book and where it was leading. I could not have predicted the ending, and I'm still unsure of who to believe and who not to, even after finishing it. I still think about this story, and I debate the ending to this day. I think the novel is more a combination of psychological thriller and romance, but it does have suspenseful moments throughout 
um, there is a strong trigger warning of sexual content, some language, and dark and disturbing writing and thoughts. Um, but highly recommend you add it to your TBR. If these things don't bother you, this kind of content doesn't bother you. It is definitely worth reading and will definitely keep you thinking about it long after you finish it. Rock, Paper, Scissors by Alice Feeney um, came out in September of 2021. So it's been out for a little while. It is a mystery novel. And this is my first novel by this author. It was one that um, definitely kept me engaged. Um it's about a couple, Adam and Amelia, who have been married for about a decade, and they have not had a very smooth marriage. Started out very well, the dating and the beginnings of their marriage, but things have been wrong in their marriage for quite some time. So Amelia has won a weekend getaway to Scotland to a chapel that's been converted into um an inn or a little like B&B. Um, and she thinks this might be exactly what their marriage needs. Um, her husband is a self-confessed workaholic and screenwriter, and he's lived with, uh, um, he's lived with a condition uh, called face blindness. There's a technical term for it, but basically the gist is, is that he has face blindness. He doesn't recognize people's faces, the details he can, can't see of their face. So he relies a lot on um, voices and um, sounds, um, feelings he gets from, from people he meets. And um, this is something that's always been a, a problem for his wife, but she's found a way to deal with it because he doesn't even recognize her as far as her face. Um, every anniversary, the couple exchange traditional gifts, and each year Adam's wife writes him a letter that she never lets him read. Until now. They both know this weekend will either make or break their marriage, but they didn't randomly win this trip. One of them is lying, and someone doesn't want them to live happily ever after. Like I said, 10 years of marriage, but 10 years of secrets also and an anniversary that they will never forget. This novel leans towards the psychological thriller genre as well. It's twisty and creepy, and it kept me guessing on who was lying and who was telling the truth and what was going to happen next. Throughout the book, the letters written by Amelia to her husband are intertwined, giving you a glimpse into their lives during their 10 years of marriage and allowing you to understand Amelia's perspective. I felt that the husband was a little cold and calculating, but that could also be partly due to the fact that the book is told from Amelia's part of the book is told from Amelia's perspective um, and her written letters throughout the years of their marriage. So there is not as much content from Adam's perspective, and that could, you know, be why. Um, it's definitely worth reading. It will keep you engaged and guessing throughout the book. The last book on my list here is Mad Honey by Jodi Picoult. Um, I believe Jodi Picoult's one of those authors, either you really love her or you really don't. I tend to love her novels. Um, her writing style is just a little different. Um, this book was an actually was actually um, released in October of last year. 
and she co-authored this book with Jennifer Finney Boylan, which I have not read before, but I do have a hold on one of her, her novels so that I can kind of get an idea of her writing style. Um, it was a Good Morning America book club pick and a People's Book of the Week book. It is general fiction, um, which is typically what I like to read the most. Um, and it is about a young woman named Olivia McAfee, um, who really knows what it feels like to start over. Her picture-perfect life, living in Boston, married to um, a cardiothoracic surgeon, raising their son, Asher, was upended when her husband revealed a darker side. She never imagined that she would end up back in her New Hampshire hometown, living in the house she grew up in, or taking over her father's beekeeping business. Lily Campanello is a familiar is familiar with do-overs. Um, when she and her mom relocate to Adams, New Hampshire, for her final year of high school, they both hope it will be a fresh start. And for just a short while, these new beginnings are exactly what Olivia and Lily both need. Their paths cross when Asher falls for the new girl in school, and Lily can't help but fall for him too. With Ash, she feels happy for the first time, yet at times she wonders if she can trust him completely. Then one day, Olivia receives a phone call. Lily is dead, and Asher is being questioned by the police. Olivia is adamant that her son is innocent, but she would be lying if she didn't acknowledge the flashes of his father's temper in Ash. And as the case against him unfolds, she realizes he's hidden more than he's shared with her. Mad Honey is a riveting novel of suspense, unforgettable love story, and a moving and powerful exploration of the secrets we keep and the risks we take in order to become ourselves. My thoughts on this book is that it is truly a story about different types of love. Romantic love, the love of a parent for a child, and self-love and acceptance. It's also a coming-of-age story and an identity story. It's very typical of Jodi Picoult's books in that it has multiple points of view and typically looks at some sort of issue of distress as well as some sort of surprising revelation. And this novel did not disappoint in any of those areas. It's an interesting, an interesting aspect of the book was Lily's point of view. Um, if this was, of course, in the past, since we already know from the synopsis that she is dead. Um, I believe this gives a lot of interesting backstory and adds a great amount of detail to the book. It does give a great um, deal of detail about bees and beekeeping um, as well. Although I didn't really know much about the subject beforehand, the information is informative and it didn't really bother me or take away from the feel of the novel. Overall, the novel was well-written and definitely a good read and not at all what I expected. If you're a fan of Bacolk's writing style, then this will not disappoint either. So that's kind of a wrap-up of the must-reads for your TBR. Um, a couple other things I wanted to share with you. I've been following a lot of the trends of books, um, books that are in high demand, books that are being searched, um, and books that are being read. And so we're just going to go quickly through the top 10 titles that have been searched during the month of February. And then we'll do a top 15 uh, books that readers loved the most in February. So for our top titles searched, 
um, in this is in library catalogs. Um, of course, we've got a newcomer on there um, with Prince Harry releasing Spare. So, of course, that is one of our top search titles and definitely has a lot of holds in it. A lot of people are reading that. Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. This is an author that I have not read before. So this book is actually on my Kindle now, um, waiting for me to read it. It ends with us, as well as it starts with us by Colleen Hoover. Um, both of these books I've read and loved. Um, Someone Else's Shoes by Jojo Moyes. This book is on my TBR. I have not read it, but if you've read any of Jojo Moyes in the past, which I have, um, hers are always great reads. And um, from what I'm hearing from um, library patrons that have read this particular title already, um, it didn't disappoint as well. So very much um, along the same lines of her other writing writings, um, then you would enjoy this one as well. Verity by Colleen Hoover. As you know, this was on my must reads list um, for your TBR. So definitely highly recommend that one. Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. Um, this one is on my um, TBR right now. Um, so I have not read it yet, but look forward to reading this one. Um, Demon Copperhead by Barbara Kingsolver. This book is on my desk right now. So um, it's in my group of books um, in my stack to read. Um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Of course, we all know how wildly, wildly popular this one has become. And um, of course, since it's being adapted into film by Hello Sunshine, which is Reese Witherspoon's production company, it is definitely on the top 10 title search for this past month. And rounding out that list is The House in the Pines by Anna Rays. I've not read this author before, um, just finished this book. It was in my stack of uh, books to read and uh, was definitely um, a nice new addition as far as author and title um, to my TBR list. The 15 books our readers loved in February um, has a mix of books definitely quite a few books that I have not read um, and that will be add, being added to my TBR in the near future. One Month of You, uh, which is by Suzanne Ewart. Um, I have not read this author, so don't have any thoughts on it, but definitely will be covering it in the near future. It's One of Us by J.T. Ellison. I've read J.T. Ellison before in the past. Um, good mystery, suspenseful author. River Sing Me Home by Eleanor Shearer. Have not read this one. The Sweet Spot by Amy Popel. Stone Blind by Natalie Haynes. Secretly Yours by Tessa Bailey. Locust Lane by Stephen Amadon. I Will Find You by Harlan Coben. All the Dangerous Things by Stacey Willingham. The Crane Husband by Kelly Barnhill. The Lies of the Ajunko by Moses Ose Utomi. Things We Had from the Light, which is one of the books that we covered in the must-reads for your TBR by Lucy Score. The Black Guy Dies First by Mark Harris and Robin Means Coleman. On the Savage Side by Tiffany McDaniel. And rounding out the list of books readers loved most in February is The Last Tale of the Flower Bride by Roshani Shakshi. So if any of these interest you, by all means, log on to the NC Cardinal Catalog, log into your account, and you can place holds for these items. 
whether it's the ones from the must-reads list or from the top 10 titles or the um, top loved, most loved books in February. All of these um, are available somewhere in NC Cardinal, so you can easily get yourself on the hold list for it. Um, hope you found some new things to add to your TBR. And um, please feel free to stop by and share some of your thoughts on an author or a title that you've read recently that you find fascinating. I'm always looking for new things to add to my TBR, and you probably are as well. Hope you have a great afternoon. We look forward to seeing you back for our next episode of the Yagan County Public Library podcast. Till then, stay well and stay safe.